Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Living Testimony Podcast with your host and boy, Shenny Oyewumi. It's been a while, but today's episode 8. I apologise for my absence. To God be the glory, I started a new job on 1st March and so I've just taken a couple of weeks just to settle in, get a hang of it, but I've not forgotten about you guys and hence why we have this episode today. And maybe it's been a blessing in disguise because I've been able to reflect and a lot has happened since the last episode. So over the past two weeks, social media has been buzzing. I mean, social media is almost a form. It's almost like the modern age news outlet. So you must have seen all the stuff that has been going on. For example, we had the whole Quavo and Sweetie saga and then broke the news about the social media relationship guru, Derek Jackson, cheating on his wife. And if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you probably would have seen the video of this hench muscular man holding his wife's hand while she wears a bonnet and he's talking about cheating on her. But anyways, as normal, everyone had an opinion and everyone believed they were worthy of speaking up. And I'll admit it myself, I spoke to a couple of friends about the situations as they naturally popped up into conversation and you do you do that. You talk about popular culture and what's going on. And so I can understand being shocked and disappointed and I can understand people saying they are they feel betrayed or they are unwilling to take relationship advice from a relationship guru who has come across as a hypocrite or who does not practice what he preaches. That's all justifiable and I can understand that. But when you have people celebrating and finding joy in another man's downfall and in a failure of a relationship, and when you have people now cancelling an individual, this is where I have a problem and I'll explain why in a few minutes. Just to let you guys know, this is solely my opinion, Shenny's opinion. You can feel free to disagree. In fact, the more of you that disagree, the better, because it, it brings up more of a debate. As I said in the past, there's a fine line between conviction and condemnation. And similarly, there's a fine line between holding people accountable for their actions and mistakes and then trying to see them grow. And that's a different thing to keeping them as a prisoner to their past. And the cancel culture does the latter. And to just make it clearer to you, let me share an interesting conversation I had the other day with some friends. But before I go on, I just want to, again, reiterate, I don't condone any of the actions of the individuals I'll be talking about in this podcast. But some friends and I, we were talking about cancel culture and how toxic it can be and how selective it can be particularly within the pop culture that we're all indulged in. And we and two examples came up. We had Bobby Schmurder, who we all know, the rapper. He was arrested and charged with conspiracy to murder and did over six years in prison. And when he was released from prison, obviously because he showed loyalty to his friend and took extra time, his release was wildly celebrated across the globe. I had not seen anything like that before, to be honest. Then on the other hand, you have an artist like Chris Brown, who was charged for battery after... We all know what happened. He beat up Rihanna in 2009. But till this day, till this day is labelled a woman beater. Now, I'm personally a big fan of these two artists. I, I enjoy both of their music. But I can't understand why one got a pass in the form of Bobby Schmurder and is not labelled by his crime. But the other is. And I And in the conversation, I concluded that the way the world is going... Maybe it's better to be convicted for a crime and go to prison and do your time than to be cancelled on social media. Because in most cases, a prison sentence is temporary and offers you a second chance to right your wrongs, come out and then grow. Whereas cancel culture seems to just be an indefinite sentence where you will always remain a prisoner of your past until you reach your grave. 
And then on further reflection, I thought to myself, isn't it crazy how Rihanna, the victim of this domestic abuse, has forgiven her abuser and moved on? Yet us strangers still sit there on social media and hold this individual hostage to his mistake and refuse to just let it go and allow him to grow. And here's where I have a serious problem. So as we know, a criminal is convicted and sentenced to a prison sentence by authorised personnel, such as the police and then the judiciary system. But council culture sees individuals such as you and I condemn others for their mistakes or even their opinions. Yet the Bible says in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So well and truly, who are we to judge when we are no better? After all, we are all sinners. And no sin is better or worse than any sin. Every sin is equal in God's eyes. So who gave us the authority to judge others? And as I said, this is where I have an issue because the large majority of the people doing the cancelling call themselves Christians. Yet this culture completely goes against God's nature. But because of this sheep mentality and because you see the crowd doing it and because you see the crowd jumping at the opportunity to bash someone, to tear them down, we go and do the same. And let me share more of the word of God for you to understand why this is such a concern to me and why I want to talk about this today. Let's take the Lord's Prayer. We were all taught the Lord's Prayer from young. We, this is a prayer we've said hundreds of times. In the Lord's Prayer, it literally says, forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. As I said, this is a prayer you have said hundreds, if not thousands of times Yet most of us don't follow that nature of God has forgiven us so we can forgive others. We don't follow it. I'll share another verse in Matthew. This is why I love the book of Matthew, by the way. Matthew 7, 1 to 2 reads, Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured to you. I just want to read that again, slowly, for emphasis so you can understand. Matthew 7, 1 to 2 reads, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you used, it will be measured to you. Yet despite such a powerful and eye-opening verse, we are so quick to almost celebrate others' downfalls and ridicule their mistakes, forgetting that the word of God that we claim to read says, as we judge others, that is exactly how God will judge us. And I'll be honest and keep it real as I always do. If that's the case, then most of us, including myself, we're finished. We're finished. And so everyone always preaches about the importance of being kinder and taking into consideration an individual's mental health. But the moment someone makes a mistake and it's in the public eye, this could be a mistake in the present or could even be a mistake that has been highlighted decades ago as, as we've seen with many influencers and celebrities. The moment that mistake is identified, we jump at the opportunity to condemn them and we don't practice what we preach. So now tell me, are we any different to the Pharisees who were very strict and self-righteous and deemed themselves higher than others? Are we not just modern day Pharisees now? You see, Jesus had countless run-ins with the Pharisees. But the stark difference between the Pharisees and Jesus was that Jesus always had grace and mercy on his mind and not condemnation. And this was something the Pharisees just could not wrap their heads around. And similarly, there are so many of us who thank God for his mercy and grace on a daily basis, but we refuse to show it to others. And I can't understand why. We have no right or authority to judge others. 
yet we still do this. And it's a problem, as I said, because it's Christians doing this. The Bible tells us we should be able to confess our sins to one another and we should be our brother's keeper. Yet instead of doing this, we hold each other hostage and bondage to the sins that we confess. And that's wrong. And it's something we need to change. There's a difference, as I said in the beginning, between conviction and condemnation. And the way you're going to have to overcome this is you have to start to train your mind not to jump at the opportunity to bash others. Because if not for God's grace and mercy, we would be in a worse position than these people. For some of us doing the criticizing and the bashing and the tearing down, if what some of us have done, including myself, behind closed doors, was to come to light, we would be the next to be cancelled. So be careful what seeds you sow, because as the Bible says, what you sow, you reap. You can bash somebody one day, celebrate their downfall, ridicule them while they're down. The next day, God can humble you with the click of a finger and you'll be right where they were, if not in a worse position. So again, I ask the question, are you any different to the Pharisees? Have you deemed yourself higher than others? And have you played a part in creating this false reality of perfection where people are literally frightened to make mistakes or share their mistakes or downfalls because of this cancel culture that has created this reality where we all have to be perfect. And if you make a mistake, you're condemned, you're banished, you don't get a second chance. And it's so sad that Christians are now spearheading this culture because I'm even seeing Christians cancelling Christians and Christians cancelling men of God for mistakes. The other day we saw Kirk Franklin. People tried to cancel Kirk Franklin because the phone call of him cussing out his own son was leaked. But the irony of it is, and the sad thing is, Kirk Franklin and his son could sit down, make up, forgive each other, and you'd still have people there throwing all sorts of names, letting unwholesome words come out their mouth, speaking badly about them. But what if God was to hold you ransom and was to make you a prisoner of your past? Do you think you'd ever reach the gates of heaven? We'd all be going straight to hell. Let's keep it real. So it's about time we stop being like Pharisees and we start practicing what we preach. We read all these verses about love your neighbor like you love yourself. Be your brother's keeper. Do not judge. Confess your sins to one another. But it's one thing to say, it's another thing to do it. So when situations like the Quavo Sawitie one come up, when situations like the Derek Jackson one comes up, or when, and it's inevitable, someone messes up in the public eye and it's so easy to jump on them because that's what the crowd are doing. Why don't you as a Christian take a step back and remember it's by his grace and mercy that my sins are forgiven. And because God forgives you on a daily basis, you should forgive them too. Like I said earlier, I strongly agree that if you have messed up or done something wrong you should be held accountable but convict and convict in a loving way that will help the person realize the mistake and grow and potentially help others to avoid make those mistakes don't condemn because that's the clout thing to do or you'll get clout from condemning don't ridicule someone's downfall just for the likes because god does not sleep and it really could be your turn next and in doing so, I believe you're just taking God's grace and mercy that he shows you for granted. Don't let God put you in that person's shoes to show how it feels when you don't get shown any grace or mercy before you realize that this cancel culture is toxic and what you've been indulging in does not help anybody. You might get the likes. It might seem like everyone is doing it, so why don't I do it? But you're not everybody. 
you're a child of God who has been shown grace and mercy. And as I said in Romans 3.23, you have been told you have fallen short of the glory of God and that we are all sinners. So you choose, will you embrace and practice the nature of Jesus Christ and show love, grace and mercy and make sure no unwholesome words come out of your mouth when everyone else chooses to do the opposite? Or will you follow the crowd and be like the Pharisees and pretend to be very strict and self-righteous and deem yourself higher than others but be hypocritical? Because God does not sleep and he sees everything. And if you choose the wrong path, eventually your time will come where you will regret it and you will understand that as you judge others, so will you be judged. So be careful and I'm just here to tell you as I wrap up, don't join the crowd. Don't indulge in sheep mentality. Embrace the nature of Jesus and don't be a Pharisee. And as always, take care my people and God bless.